The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They have 136 draft beers. I hope you went there Saturday. Go there this weekend for the Saints Texans. You got LSU football in, what, 11 days? Right? Who cares? Uh, you got Tulane <laughs> football in 11 days. You got Astros first place baseball. You got a menu that's awesome. The Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You should support them because they... Support us. All right. All right. All right. Good job, Ralph. Now, can we get to the True Detective talk, please? No, we cannot. I'm gonna <laughs> drink. I'm gonna drink this uh, bleach before we get to that. I want to tell people we got a bunch of new listeners, according to our statistics. Uh, like fifteen thousand yeah, like listeners. Maybe. So listen, people. You can go to our page. And you can become a patron. All we ask is that you click on the patron button and you donate a dollar a month. That's less than you spend on marijuana, most of you probably, a month. A dollar a month. That's $12 Definitely. a year. You get special benefits like rants and drawings that we'll have. So go to the – become a, a Saints Happy Hour podcast patron, a dollar a month. That's all we ask. Or you can make a one-time donation. And that for, really rolls off the tongue for Yeah, it does. For, to keep the audio nice and clean – and go to our Facebook page and like us, and go to the Twitter and like us, God damn it! We want to know how well, many... Well, no, on Twitter you have to follow us. Follow, you know? Yeah, so go to the, go to the Twitter. The, the, the Twitters. All right. Um, of all the, the things that looked awesome Saturday, and a lot of stuff looked awesome, the most important thing, and Andrew was banging on it a couple times last year... Drew Brees announced, like, before the game that he'd been working for, like, two months to correct his throwing motion because his oblique muscle was torn like a bag of Zapp's potato chips being opened by a, by a four-year-old. Cajun crotator? Yeah, Cajun crotator. So, and we know the Saints lie about injuries. And here's the thing, and, and I'll, I'll start with you, Kevin. That throw that he made to Brandon Cooks for 45 yards – could Drew Brees have made that throw consistently in 2014? Oh, I mean, I mean that 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 throw was it was it was uh, magisterial. It was. Uh, I know you didn't watch uh, the game, but you saw the GIF on Twitter no. of it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I saw the GIF. I didn't watch. I didn't watch any of the game whatsoever. Uh, I don't watch preseason football. Uh, I just. Won't. That's why I went to you first. For the top, for exactly. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for catching me with my proverbial pants down on that. No, they know. People um, know. They listen to the podcast. You say proverbial, but I think you mean literal. <laughs> well, I mean, not at the moment. I mean, my pants are actually on. I'm having pizza delivered, and so I can't answer the door uh, with my pants off. <laughs> Again. Would you say your pants on the ground? Pants on the ground? Pants on the ground. Pants on the ground. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, Lord. Looking like a fool with your pants on the ground. Got the gold in your mouth. Hat turned but, sideways. But here's the, I mean, but seriously. <laughs> okay, I, you never watch The Godfather, but you know that. I, I, <laughs> I watch American Idol. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Duh. I, I feel like, though, Kevin, Drew Brees and his, his, his 2014 arm that had the velocity of an 80-year-old woman, I feel like he wouldn't have been able to make that throw consistently. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. He still uh, – okay, so then, so then here's the deal. He still threw 
30 touchdowns last year. 33. With, I'm sorry, he threw 33 touchdowns with Ralph's throwing arm. And, <laughs> and so then, throwing yeah, left-handed, mind you. And so, and so, what's what's he going to do now that he's had the uh, Peruvian uh, the Peruvian goat ligaments uh, put into his arm? I mean, this is going to be good stuff. I'm 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 excited. I'm excited. This whole this bullshit about how he's on, you know, <laughs> nonsense. This nonsense. This tomfoolery. This chicanery. This. Uh, <laughs> This this skullduggery, if you will, Dave. about about Drew Brees being on the decline is, uh, you know, we're we're, we're going to see, well, we're going to see how how bad Drew Brees looks. I am going to be pounding my fist. I am going to be pounding my fist. Hang on. <laughs> I am going to be pounding my proverbial fist, my proverbial literal fist, onto all the desks and tables and and wood based <laughs> items that I can, and say. How you like me now, suckers? Because Drew Brees, let me tell you, everybody that wants to just doubt where Drew Brees is, go right ahead. Because now that he's had, uh, now that he's had reinforced steel uh, from from Germany inserted into his uh, inserted into his arm, uh, it's 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 on like Donkey Kong. Dave, do we need to? That was that was a sick. That was a sick Kevin rant. That was. Dave, do we need to apologize though to the to the Drew Brees arm truthers of 2014? Do we need to apologize to them because they were right? Uh, I don't think they need an apology. I, I think we <laughs> look. Hey, the good news is they were right, and the good news is is that uh, maybe he's not declining as much or as quickly as. I think some people, including those truthers, were uh, were maybe thinking. Um, as as the only person on this podcast who was actually at the game, um, and uh, and you know that I have field level seats. So when it comes to the passing and that kind of stuff, um, you get a good uh, a good view of it from where I sit. And uh, I, I do have to say, it was as far as uh, as far as pass and catches go. Uh, it really was. It, it looked even sweeter and even better uh, from the second row, basically field level, than it did on TV, I'm sure. And, I mean, that ball was out of Drew's hands uh, early. And, and, and Cooks was not, not only had to haul his ass to get <laughs> under the ball, but he had to haul his ass to beat his man because by the time the ball left Drew's hand, he, he was still in cover. He was still covered. He was still his guy was still ahead of him. He he outran the defender and the ball and got underneath the ball at the perfect time. Um, and I, I remember watching that pass at, at, right after it happened. I said that was that was beautiful. And I mean it, that that kind of pass, that kind of execution, really requires. Uh, a QB and a receiver being comfortable with each other and knowing where they're going to be and trusting them, uh, you know, because if Drew's really thinking, uh, this is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If, if Drew was thinking at the moment that he threw the ball, and he would have been, you know, he would have said, no, there's, there's no way he's going to catch this. But he knows, he knows that Cooks is going to beat that guy, and Cooks is fast enough that he's going to get under that ball. 
Um, I, I'm I, like Kevin said. I'm even though Kevin did, didn't see anything, um, <laughs> I am I'm super excited, and I, I'm super excited at what Drew said at, at that press conference and what he revealed about playing with the injury, because uh, he almost threw for 5,000 yards and 33 touchdowns with this injury. Uh, it would be great if we could see a little 2008, 2009 Drew Brees this year. That, well, that would go along. Yeah, I don't think it was. Well, it wasn't so much the statistics. As much as the efficiency, especially the turnovers, the and he had a drop, so he was really and, nine of ten. I mean, yeah, kinda. and I think I think he knew, like as the season progressed, I think he knew what his limitations were. So in a lot of ways, he he just wasn't going for that deep ball as much because he knew he couldn't hit on it. Um, and so I, I think he wasn't maybe taking risks. But so I think part of what you'll see this year, hopefully, if he can maintain the self, is that you'll see more confidence in, in his ability in his personal ability to make those throws, and so he'll attempt them more. Uh, but, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, it's a 45-yard touchdown, but, you know, it, it's a misdirection play-action play where, I mean, it's a 7-foot, 8-foot drop uh, where he's getting deep in the pocket and then climbing up, and he makes the throw, and Cooks makes the catch, you know, 5, 6, 7 yards deep in the end zone. Um, so, I mean, it, it's a 45-yard touchdown, but the throw, I would say, traveled close to 60 yards. Um, and, uh, and and the throw was right on the money, led him perfectly. So, uh, I mean, you, if you look at that throw in isolation, I mean, I can't remember off the top of my head any throw last season that he was able to, to place so perfectly and so deep down the field like that. He, yeah. Well, he, he made last year, he did make a similar throw to Cooks in the end zone like that. I want to say like either the first game or sometime early. Green Bay? The Green Bay the game, I think he hit Cooks deep maybe? But, hey, but in all honesty, again, from, from seeing the throw from from my position where I was, as much of a good throw as it was by Breeze, it was also a very good effort by Cooks. I mean, he had to track the ball down and well, he got to where he needed to get. Uh, and and it could, it, Cooks it, is an animal. Well, that's yeah, a good. And, that's and a good. An animal. His speed. It's his speed. There, there's there's. I, I, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Here's my hot take. Here's hashtag hot take. It, it, I, there are only two or three receivers, I would say, in the league who could, who who could have made that catch, who, who could have ran that fast, uh, and gotten to that ball. Well, here's my next question, Kevin: Is Brandon Cooks the midget Jesus, and is he going <laughs> to save us? I hope so. <laughs> I I hope that I hope that he's uh, like. I I, I I don't know. I don't even know what to hope he is. Well, here's my, here, I don't know. Here's my thing with, with Brandon Cooks, and this is the flip side of the Drew Brees revealing that he, he was injured more than we thought last year, and now he's healthy. And this is just the little bit of doom that I'm going to throw into the show. On the flip side of Drew Brees, I think about Spiller, and even if he comes back, yeah, he'll play, but is he going to be right? Is he going to be 100%? And... I've said all along, the Saints need, Andrew, they need an elite weapon for Drew Brees. It doesn't have to be Spiller. I thought it could be Spiller in the offseason. It still might be. But it's got to be somebody. And it, it can be Cooks. Um, so my question is, are we back on the Cooks hype train like we were last year? Yeah, I think we have to be. I mean, if you look at his performance, I mean, yeah, I think I think if he hadn't been pulled because of the fact that it was a preseason game and and uh, you know obviously the first team offense was only out there for a limited period of time, he would have finished that game with 300. I mean, Flipper Anderson's performance against the Saints would have been in jeopardy uh, in terms of yardage. I'll put it to you that way. But I, I think when you look at that game, you know, obviously we talked about this with Breeze last season, Ralph, and you, you can vouch for me. You know, I said at the time, yep. you know, that when Breeze was playing and he wasn't on the injury report, that I wasn't convinced that, especially when these rumors started running rampant, that he was diminished. And I, and I the oblique, the oblique injury wasn't that's, gone. When a when a pitcher gets an oblique injury, that's yep. not. It's not as bad as like blowing out your shoulder. But as far as, like, an in-season injury for the pitcher, it's almost the worst one you can have. Well, they shut him down. They shut him down for 40, 30, you know, 50 yeah. days. And I think the reason why they do that is you really lose the torque, the power, you know, because it's right next to your abdomen, and it's where you really get the rotation when you're throwing. And uh, throwing a baseball your, and throwing a football is a, is a very, yeah, it's your core. And it's a very similar motion. Um, and so that's the thing about football. It's only 16 games, and you don't have to have the luxury of shutting your quarterback down. You, it's not that you can't play through that injury. You can, but exactly like Breeze explained in his interview with Ed Warder, 
um, when you have an injury like that, you tend you tend to find other ways to throw the football to compensate, and it puts your body off balance. And unfortunately for Breeze, I think if a guy like Ben Roethlisberger had an injury like that, I think he could navigate through it a little bit better because we know he can make all the throws. He has the big-time arm. He can kind of use his, his arm or his shoulder to make a lot of those throws and probably still put enough zip on the ball. But Breeze, his mechanics are everything. You know, his core, his strength, his hips, his rotation. No, um, his throw, he's, his, he's a his smaller arm, guy. It's it, for him to have power. It's critical for, for him to have that. His throw, his arm is good enough by NFL standards, and it's good enough because he's a workout freak, and his mechanics are perfect. That's right. Um, and so if if you take away the mechanics, that's where, like yeah. we saw sometimes last year, it's less consistent, and so. Um, you know, obviously that that's great news, and, and that he took the time, you know, for two months to um, not only just work out to fix the affected area, but learn how to throw again and make sure that he has the perfect technique. I mean, in my opinion, you saw it in that game. It was pretty Six, clear to me 6, that. Six thousand yards. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to go that far, but I think <laughs> from an efficiency standpoint and from an explosiveness standpoint, if the offensive line on top of this all is improved. Uh, I become a lot less concerned about the lack of weapons because I think Breeze will have the time and the accuracy to make them playmate. Well, speaking of that, um, we a couple weeks ago we asked if Jari Evans was done and he should be cut. But this week, Dave, I think Jari Evans, he, he came off of his vacation at the Greenbrier <laughs> and he looked awesome in practice and he looked awesome in the game. So, are we less concerned with Jari Evans now? Um, I, I think we take a wait-and-see approach. Um, we've got, fortunately, for Evans, or, or I guess fortunately for us as fans interested in Evans, we have two more games uh, where we get to see him, particularly this next one, this third game, because this is when the starters are going to play, play the most. They're going to play a whole first half and and possibly even another Dude, third the quarter. the Saints cannot shut down Brian Hoyer, man. All the good thoughts about the defense go out the window. That guy <laughs> is terrible. They um, couldn't shut him down last year. No. Kevin, yeah. Kevin, here's a question for you. Um, is it time to pull one out for Dave's boyfriend, Nick Toon? <laughs> I thought Mark Ingram was Dave's boyfriend. Well, he's one of them. So he, Kevin, has, he has two now? Yeah, but Kevin, is it time to pull one out for Nick Toon? Kevin, are you there? Hello? Yeah. Are you? <laughs> uh, could, could you repeat the question? Yeah. Are you time to pour one out for Nick Toon? Because he's not going to be on the Saints in 2014. You were on mute, weren't you? No, no, no. Actually, I had to put the phone down so I could go to the uh, the door and, and, uh, get, and, and get my pizza. Now my pants are off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and you mentioned Nick Toon, so I basically put them back on and then took them off again. Um <laughs> But yeah, and basically, like, basically, I've already emptied out all the <laughs> bottles in my house over Nicktoon. So, I mean, I don't even have salad dressing anymore. I dumped everything out—the salad dressing, the olive oil, the ketchup. Uh, it's all gone. You need have gone. like that, a natty light how, to pour out for him. That that I'm not drinking that shit. <laughs> I wouldn't even buy. I wouldn't even buy it just to destroy it. That's how. <laughs> that's. It's not even worth the. Like, no money should be, ever be exchanged for that, ever. It should just be bartered like chicken <laughs> and shit. Stuff. Stuff. Andrew, all right, now we need to have a serious debate, which people come to the show, they want serious football talk. Yes, yes. So, serious. Andrew, Kikaha, foolery. Kikaha, is he a great linebacker or is he the greatest linebacker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what a difference a week makes. You know, I think in the first game, uh, we, we were obviously a little concerned that he just wasn't ready, and um, I mean, he was all over the backfield in that game. You know, I, I, I think uh, we assumed, maybe incorrectly, w- when you look at his stat sheet from college, that he's maybe a one-trick pony, he's kind of a sack guy, um, but was what was most impressive and, and significant to me was just his his tackling ferocity and just his ability to get in the backfield on running plays and kind of finish the play, uh, you know, for those tackles he had for a loss. Um, so that was that was really impressive to me. I mean, the pass rush is still, I think, a work in progress. Um, I, I think he did have one pressure and maybe a hit, 
Um, but other than that, I, I was less impressed actually with his pass rush than I was his run defense. But uh, he, he was doing a good job of getting in there, and I thought he had a fantastic game. The other guy that blew me away was Kevin Williams. I mean, he looked like he was in old school Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl form from five, six years ago. Um, but, uh, it, you know, I think the Saints are going to have to be very judicious about his snaps. I mean, we talked about him being on a pitch count, and Sean Payton had mentioned as much. And if he's going to continue to play like that, it's just going to be hard to keep that kind of production off the field. But you're going to have to because he's old and you're going to need it. Um, so I, I think that that's going to be something to watch moving forward, especially as the Saints begin the season. If Kevin Williams continues to perform like this, um, it, it's going to be a critical piece to this defense improving, but you're really going to have to be judicious with how many snaps you use him and, and how, how long, how often he's in there. Um, it, it's going to be something kind of difficult, I think, to navigate. Yeah, I mean, what do you think the snap limit for him would be? Like, what, 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 what would be ideal? You know, I think if you could get him somewhere between 20 and 30 snaps a game, uh, I know that sounds low, but I, I think you would try to 20. Yeah, I, I think at his age, you really want to maximize uh, the value of his snaps, and so I think you want to get him in there definitely early in the game, and as the game goes on, maybe use him less. Uh, but uh, you know, I think it's all going to depend on the depth. Again, you know, it's, who else do they have? And they have John no Jen- one. They have no John, one, Andrew. Well, J- well, John Jenkins looked good to me in that game, and so that that that's another big one. You know, if John Jenkins can come in and play significant minutes and play well, uh, that takes a lot of heat off Kevin Williams. So the Saints, John Jenkins is a huge piece of the equation. Uh, then you've got a rotation of Akeem Hicks and Tyler Davidson, to me, looks promising. Um, so you've got a nice little rotation in there that you can use. Now, it's still very thin, and I don't think they're really set up to absorb an injury, uh, which is why, in my opinion, it, it's even that much more critical that Williams is on a snap count so that you don't get him injured because the, what the Saints have behind him just gets thinner and thinner. They have nothing behind him. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you that. I mean, I, but I mean, the, the defensive line, I mean, you, I, I've, I argue with people constantly on Twitter. It's just, I mean, it, until somebody actually shows me something, especially in the interior, like it's just hopes and dreams. Yeah, but I, I, I'm I mean, I, I'm not ready to say that Bobby Richardson is Tyrone Walker. Uh, I'm not ready to say that. Uh, but I think he, he's shown the ability to be disruptive. To he, at, at, at the very least, I think he can come in during the regular season, play a limited number of snaps, and not be a disaster. Not be a that, That's what we're shooting for? Yeah, I mean, in your rotation, yeah, guys, why absolutely. Are you using Tyron Walker? I mean, I mean, is that something? Is that what, what he's he's striving to be? Yes. Because in his I mean, in his rookie season, I think we would be thrilled if he was a duplicate of Tyron Walker. But what about long-term? if we're still talking about Bobby Richardson? Yeah, we're still talking about Bobby Richardson, but I mean, like, what about long term though? Are we comparing their long term careers too? Are we hoping well, that? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, I I don't really see Bobby Richardson ever being a full time. Starter that, that I mean Tyron Walker is going to start for the Lions this year, um, and you know I mean I, I don't I don't know that I necessarily he blew I up it, Robert Griffin. I, I think thing. if you if you told Bobby Richardson an undrafted rookie right now that at some point in his NFL career he would start for a team, I think or, or be just a a solid contributor that's playing regularly every well, single okay. game, I, I think that's good. huge for him. <laughs> if he's going to be that good, let's hope that he starts for us and not some other team. Well, obviously. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. But why I mean, Tyron, did Why did Tyron they botch? You're talking, you're talking about a guy who now plays well for another. Why team. did they no, botch I, that? I, I'm not saying I want him to be like Tyron Walker and that he walks. I'm saying well, I want him to be like Tyron Walker and, and his productivity level for the Saints. Why did they botch that, Andrew? They managed to keep Bush last year. That's the big head scratcher to me. I mean, I, we talked about this Ralph in the off season, and I told you at the time the Saints made the decision not to tender him. Um, and when they did that, it, they were kind of taking the gamble that they would be able to sign him for the minimum. You know, and I, I, I told you when they didn't tender him that he was gone. I said there's no way that some team won't get, go out there and pick him up for more than the minimum. Well, and the thing that annoys me about the, 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 the Tyron Walker discussion is when you say it's a, it, you we're mad and it was a bad move by the Saints – 
people on Twitter say, oh my God, you think the defensive line is ruined because they don't have Walker. He had one, he averaged one sack a year. And it's like, no, no, we're not saying the defensive line is ruined. It can be the defensive line might be okay still, and it was a bad move by the Saints. It's not either or. You know? Well, I, I think it, it just boils down to this, Ralph. I'm not saying the defensive line is going to be horrible. Uh, I just think right now you look at you've lost Glenn Foster, who I think we were hoping would be a rotation guy this year. You've lost Bunkley, who was a fringe starter, and you've lost Gallette, who you just cut, who was your best pass rusher. So that's three guys that you were at least going into this off season and going into training camp. You were expecting those three guys to probably make the roster, and so now all of a sudden your defensive line has got that much thinner. You add on top of that losing Tyron Walker. I, I just yeah, I mean I do think from a depth perspective, I think. We would all feel a lot better if he was on the team right now. That's number one. Number two, I just think it's bad business in general when you have young talent that you've developed yourself that is promising and good. It's just bad business to lose it, to let it walk out the door. And then that, and that's just – I mean, how many guys can you say on defense for the Saints before this draft, so before some of these young guys they've landed like Stephon Anthony and Kikaha this year, how many guys in the Sean Payton era – have been promising young players on the, on the defensive side of the ball that they that, that have either been undrafted rookies or low draft picks Junior that they've been able to develop. Gallette. I mean, you can, you can you can't name any other That's besides Gallette. And Walker was one of very Bush, few maybe. that was like a contributing guy. Yeah, Raphael Bush is a good example. And guess what? They found a way to retain Bush. And, and in my opinion, they should have done the same with Walker because, quite simply, you don't develop enough young quality guys that are relatively inexpensive and it's bad business to lose. All right, Kevin, uh, you want to talk about Katrina for 45 seconds. Uh, And basically, Kevin, if you're serious and you're not mocking all these retrospectives, I'm going to gong you. I am up to my eyeballs in Katrina (laughs) 10-year just stuff. So go. Uh, No, I've, I've, (laughs) I've had my fill. I've had my fill. All the all the retrospectives, all the this and that, I'm just I'm I'm done. Like like here's the thing, I haven't read any of it. I'm not going to read any of it. I'm not going to watch any TV on it. I'm actually taking the Friday off. Uh, and I this Friday actually I'm taking this Friday off because I don't want to be at work in a newsroom. Uh, <laughs> all the pizzas like causing me to burp a little. I apologize. <laughs> I don't even want to be at I don't even want to be uh, at work and potentially have to be subject to seeing or hearing or reading or writing about or anything with it. Are we, I, gonna, I, are we I, doing I just, this every just, five years? Are we going to do this every uh, New Orleans, no, America? Think, are we think, doing this every five years? I think maybe every ten years from here on out. Maybe. Oh, God, I just I don't know. For maybe like thirty or forty years. Like I just, I just don't. I I don't know, man. I just I can't do it. Got like maybe three more, three more of these. I have Katrina. Is Katrina burnout a thing? Because I have it. Oh, totally. Well, I mean, well, I'm, I'm, I mean, I probably, I mean, I may or may, I probably have PTSD from this. All right, we got so, we got we got it's just it's just enough. We got a enough. ton we got a ton of and, Twitter. And, and and actually I tell you what, to spin it back to the Saints, enough with the enough with the Saints rebuild the fucking uh, uh, sh- damn it. Enough with the Saints rebuilding the city. Yeah. Enough with that. It's like okay, in 2006, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Whole city rallies behind him and 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 the city's rallied behind him every year since. So 2006, 2009 the, the whole deal. Uh, but enough. enough. If you were a member of the national media, enough. <laughs> yeah. Enough. Yeah. That narrative, that ship sailed. Let, let, let's not pretend like that was solely responsible for everything changing. Yeah. It was, goddammit. Right. It. It, yeah. it changed America. All right, we got six million Twitter questions, so I'm going to start. All right, well, hold on. One thing I just we, – we didn't cover much about the game, so uh, you know, I, I do want to just say this about the defensive line because I feel like we're kind of negative on depth. And kind of negative. It looks really on, good on Tyrone Walker. I, I, yeah, I just want to throw out there, <laughs> def- defensive line wise, um, it looks good. That that was the big thing that was a major question mark and concern for us. And 
Uh, really, both lines, especially for the starting units up front, the Saints just utterly dominated that game. The offensive line, the defensive line, they just completely controlled the line of scrimmage. And um, on both sides of the ball, that was really, really promising to see. Um, so physically moving forward, I think if they can start continue to play like that, um, I'm a lot more optimistic about how the season can go. Dave, really important question from uh, ha- from Hans. Uh, who really cares? Like one of his like twenty questions. Yeah. That who he just who went off who on. really cares about the uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium kerfuffle with Atlanta? You know what? When I first heard it, I was like, oh, what's the big deal? But as I kept thinking about it and, and reading other stuff about it, I don't know. I kind of got a little bit more angry or a little bit angry about it. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, was like, the same sloppy I, I saw again. some conflicting stuff on Twitter today that they might not retain the name for the Superdome, that it's like there's a three-month overlap and then they're just going to stick with the Falcons and the naming well, rights to the Superdome okay, will be done. So so, yeah, so they, they, I think they originally signed a 10-year deal, and so they're like a three, maybe what, maybe like three years into it, so there's like seven years left. But I, I, I kind of think the same thing. I mean, that, that's the way I feel. I feel like they're not going to have – they're not going to continue to have the n- names on two Slap seasons. Slap your I mean, mama Superdome. I mean, that's I mean, what like, it needs to be in seven years. Com- is there any company that has, that, that, has, that has two stadiums named after them? No, and is the, and, and what makes it weirder is that it's in the same league, in, in the, the same, same division. division. Like that, it, it's just kind two of, huge it's rivals. Just, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, two. It's it's really kind of bizarre. I mean, could you imagine? Uh, could you imagine the Bears and the Packers both playing in a field in a, in a stadium called Lambeau Field? That would be weird. That would be freaking weird. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I, I hate it. I really don't like it. It's I, really bizarre. It's a bizarre move. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's like it's like a real life troll move. It's really <laughs> fucking weird. It is. It's a yeah. real life. Troll. It's like the Falcons were like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's name our. You know, maybe we'll win a Super Bowl if we name our our stadium Mercedes Benz Sphincter Dome. <laughs> Kevin, over under on Jarris Bird games played in 2015. Uh, <laughs> one four. <laughs> Jesus, four. the over under is zero. <laughs> are we star? Are we saying bird? We, he's got to be on the field, not active or whatever. He's got to be on the field. How many games? He, he can't. Be? He can't be wearing a hoodie on the sideline. I'm gonna say it's four. He yeah. can't be riding a bike. Wait, are we? Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. What, are, what now? What if he dresses? No, he's got to be. On I think the field. He, he's got to play at least one snap on the field. Announced as the starter, he runs out of the tunnel. Oh, how many games he's? Um, yeah, I'll say five. Ooh, over. Ooh. I say, I say I'm under. I say under. I think he's dead. Yeah. Uh. I don't. I think they <laughs> amputated his like. <laughs> Uh, Andrew, does it really matter whether some Saints coaches are up in the press box or face down on the sideline? Uh, face down? Yeah. I think it's a problem if they're face down on the sideline. They do um, Steve Sarkeesian from USC just get plastered <laughs> and go to events. Yeah. Um, I, I think there are advantages to both. I think um, – well, I don't know how technical you want me to get with this answer, but I, I, mean, I think when you're on the field – uh, there's something that can't be replaced about kind of having your fingers on the pulse of what what's going on, the intensity of the moment, the just just the have, the gut feeling. I think Sean Payton has mentioned the difference between the two, and that he likes being on the sideline because, uh, from an instincts point of view, when he has to make an important call in a certain moment in the game, he likes to be have the surroundings and have just kind of a sense of the environment. Uh, being in the press box, obviously, you see plays form, and you can kind of get you can kind of get a bird's eye view of how things are unfolding. I want better. Rob Ryan in the press box so he can drink beer during the game. You might call better that way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I bet he would. He'd get real creative, wouldn't Dave, he? Dave, this is from Joe Horn's cell phone. Do you think <laughs> we have our first reliable returner in Marcus Murphy since Michael Lewis? Uh. I mean, define reliable because uh, okay. Lewis, Lewis had a hard time hanging on to the football. He did his first his first year with the Saints, and they caught him and they brought him back. But after that, he was solid catching the ball. I think I think when he says reliable, he's talking about somebody who's going to bring 
you know, have good yardage on his on his run back, I mean, or maybe Sproles and Bush were too. decent returners. Sproles mm. was, de- yeah, I think Bush, you know, from that standpoint. I mean, Bush I leads, leads the team in returns for touchdowns in team history. Yeah, from that standpoint, yeah. I would say he could be as the most reliable person since Reggie Bush because I feel like they haven't. Uh, well, I guess Sproles. Sproles was only good in 2011, though, really. Yeah, and he really wasn't great with the, on the punt returns. He was good on the kickoff returns, mm. but I don't think he was. I don't think he punt. ever returned a kickoff. He but ever, whatever good return. Yes, he did. He used to did he? Yeah, did he? Sure. Did he? I don't remember. I thought he just did punt. No, he, he did. did. No, you're right, Dave. He did yeah. both because he, right. he had all those yards. Kevin, I saved this question for you. This is from uh, the Todd Newberg. Uh, if you invest in just one over the next three months, would you choose crude oil or Jarrisburg? <laughs> Definitely crude oil. Are you kidding me? Crude oil is like at $6 a barrel. <laughs> yeah. but Kevin, would you, what at, would the, you? at this point, for us not to melt down, I feel like Burr just needs to practice once. I don't even care <laughs> if he goes out there, his knee's not ready, and explodes into a billion pieces. <laughs> I think just just being out there for one practice before going on IR, we could at least be like, all right, they gave it a shot. I think I would invest in Aztec currency making a comeback. (laughs) If Bird Bird never plays another game for the Saints, would it be the worst free agent signing in their history? Yes. It would. It have to be. It have to. It have to be up there in like the top five worst moves of all time. I mean, I don't see how you can say it's worse than. I mean, yeah. Keith Shuler was the quarterback. I didn't, yeah, but, well, I mean, it's not worse than he, I'd say top five. It's not worse. I mean, Shuler's like. I'd say it's worse than Albert Connell. I mean, yeah. I mean, I would would say, I mean, as far as, like, moves, Keith Shuler's up there. They traded away the Burt Jones pick in 1974. Yeah, that's not even close, man. But, but, dude, Andrew, they traded away that Burt Jones number <laughs> yeah, one pick a for a bag agent. of peanuts and a dead the body. Worst free agent yeah, signing. that was the question. I yeah. did. I did. Yeah, it's. I, I can't think of another one that's this bad. Uh, he Shuler is the worst. Tootie Robbins, history. Brad Muster, those are bad, but not. They weren't. Come huge on, money. on, on that level, yeah. not even close. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, ultimate question: Batman versus Superman. Who wins, Kevin? Uh, Batman has beaten Superman on multiple occasions in the past, so I will continue to stay with Batman. Uh, <laughs> of course, of course, he has like a real factual answer. Andrew, best <laughs> replacement for Mercedes Benz: Ferrari, Lamborghini, Aston Martin. That's from Alfredo. Uh, I'll go Aston Martin. Classier. Uh, well, and well it, it may look. It may be classier, but are you really going to call it Aston Martin? State? It just doesn't have the same mouthfeel. Uh, as as something like yeah, uh, Dave, you're you're really big into the mouthfeel. <laughs> <laughs> this is from our number one female fan, uh, Allie. Am I being blind, naive, or did I see good run defense against New England? Is there hope? Tell me, there's hope. There's hope. I mean, there the run defense was phenomenal. I, mean, I, don't, I don't see how it could have possibly been. Andrew, any how many people? How many? The, the, you know, on the defensive line, they got to rotate guys. But let's yeah. Because the Saints look so good. Well, don't don't forget the athletic play of the linebackers. Yeah. That had a lot to but do with the run defense, too. How many – they only have really – how many defensive linemen do they need to rotate? I would say at minimum two uh, and ideally three or four. Okay. Because, I mean, you've got four starters and really you need to spell now. Cam Jordan is good enough to play in any situation, and I think they want him to play as much as possible. So – you know, I, he needs to stay healthy, obviously. But, yeah, you really need two to three at least decent quality okay. subs. All right. Uh, Kevin, why does Luke McNown still collect the paycheck? Because <laughs> being a quarterback in the NFL is harder than any of us ever really, ever truly understand or realize, and that even being a backup, is harder than we realize. And he's got so like he's, eight kids, so he's got miles to feed. Right. I mean, I mean, look, look at Matt Flynn. Matt, Matt Flynn, Flynn, dude. Matt Flynn has played seven or eight games, and he just got a huge, and he just got another payday. <laughs> and I can't even remember he's paid paid. He does, man. He he, he par- is a genius. He parlayed and he's like have his health when he's he paid, he parlayed like two good games into like twenty five million. Um, <laughs> Dave Sneed. Is Sneed the new Tanner, or do you think 
He has what it takes. I, I we won't know the answer to that question until uh, until the actual season starts. Well, no he, shit, Dave. But he's asking you what you think. If he's, if he's I thought we were trying to cut. I mean, back we, on could the go, first we could go. We could go. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to edit that, Ralph. Yeah. But, we could, but seriously, we could go through this whole podcast saying, "Well, we won't know until week one if Jerry is going to play." Is he going to make? That's not why people send us these questions. No, no, no. Hold on, we won't know. Nah, that's not what I said. When once week one comes around, the season actually starts. If he plays a game, then he's not Andy Tanner. But if he gets put on the practice squad and then gets uh, and then gets wavered and then signed and then wavered and then signed and then wavered and then signed and then wavered and signed and wavered and signed, then he'll be like Andy Tanner. Yes, uh, I understand. What is he like, Andy? I understand no, I, what the know, question. Do you think he's going to make the team, Dave? You think he's? Gonna I want to know yeah, what your I know, opinion I is. Know. <laughs> I know what he's asking, and I'm going to give you my goddamn opinion. Will you stop stepping on my gags? God damn it. Does, does that count as person? No. Lord's name in no. vain? No. No. Uh, okay. Only, no. It's fine for the Jew, Jewish people out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let me, so anyway, yes, I think he's going to make the team. Ooh, all right. Should the same, this so, one, so not Andy Tanner. Not Andy Tanner. No. So Do no. You guys po- think he has? I, I kind of think he has Lance Moore potential. Maybe. And and Cleveland yes, cut him. So that means that because Cleveland does dumb things, to me that makes his potential like fifteen percent greater. Because you know, <laughs> you know, if he turns into Lance Moore, Cleveland fans will be like, "God damn it, we cut Snead. We had we had Snead and we cut him." And that that always happens to Cleveland. All right. Robert asks, should the Saints uh, take a look at Randy Moss, who was saying that he might make a comeback? No, oh, Randy God. Moss. He's one of those athletes. He <laughs> looks exactly the same as he did when he was in his peak. So you think there's still some there? He played for. San Francisco in 2012, when they went to the Super Bowl, he caught 28 passes for like 380 yards. Randy Moss. You would, so you wouldn't take that? No, he's done. He's he can't he he's done. Well, anyway, if you if you remember, the Saints did take a look at him. They the did. Last time he was, they did. He was making the rounds, and they didn't sign him. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> My That's wife said he true. looks good on the new Directv commercial, though. Um. Uh. Who who had the better? This is from the Eagle. Who had the better soundbite? Larry Holder yelling for help or Dennis Green's post game rant? When, when, what what is that in reference I don't, to? I think Larry that was Holder. during the press conference. Oh really? I'm not sure though. I think I don't know. Are we sure what that wasn't when Sean? Are we sure that wasn't when Sean Fazanan was burning him for a touchdown? Oh yeah, that that, I, that, that must have been it. Did, did you guys find the incessant tweets about the the media bowl? Uh, really, really annoying. It was the equivalent of I'm having this for dinner tweet. Yeah. It really was. Uh, if any, this is a question about that. Good segue. Like, like, I mean, I just feel like Garland Gillen versus Cat Terrell in a sack race could, couldn't be less interesting than me. <laughs> this is a question from Robert. He asked, they should have invited us. If any of you had participated in the media football game, could you have turned it around and how? Yeah, I would have ended it. <laughs> <laughs> and done mankind a favor and told him to go. Drink. I, I had some confidence in my football skills. Right. I feel like I would I would probably perform better than the other three knuckleheads on here. Although uh, Kevin Kevin has shown some recent athleticism with his wrestling, so Andrew, maybe we'd put him on the O line. Andrew, which I think I, I would I would be fine with like with my skill, but I would just be like winded after three plays, and I would be like exhausted, and I would have to sit down. I would just be like Rob Ryan and roam the sideline yelling and screaming. Well, wasn't the score 70 to nothing? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, how much worse could the team that went scoreless have done with Ralph at quarterback? That is true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, Andrew, which Morgan is going to make the team? Uh, well, a lot of the mocks are having both right now. Um, yeah, so uh, that's a, that's actually a really tough question um, because I think Joe Morgan brings kind of a lack of consistency but a lot more of an explosive element uh, to the team. I think Josh Morgan has been a lot more steady um, in his performance in both camp. Now, that fumble uh, hurts him in that game. I, 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 that's obviously a ball he needs to secure and – um, you know, I think little stuff like that gets evaluated, and, and I think that that weighs well, heavily on decisions. 
Well, Skooks asked, can anybody catch the ball? I'll say Joe is slightly ahead right now. Skooks asked, can anybody on the team catch the ball? The answer is, besides Brandon Cooks, no. Um, Colston. Colston might be uh, not alive. Junior Gillette said he's he's washed up. Colston is fine. I I saw him in camp. He he looked great. He really did. Kevin, which is faster, Brandon Cooks running or Greg Williams backpedaling from his snitching during Bounty Gate? Greg Williams backpedaling easily. <laughs> Greg's defense was getting torched by Mariota yesterday. Oh, it's beautiful. Dude, I, I, let me tell you, I don't know why. Actually, I think I do know why. It's the goddamn sports talk radio up here. I am going to delight. I am going to delight in watching the Rams get just eviscerated all season long. And the whole, and I'm going to enjoy watching lose their mind as the city and state pours hundreds of millions of dollars into a stadium that a team doesn't even want because they're <laughs> because no, but, but because their jackass billionaire owner wants to move to California, and he's and, and he's actually building his own stadium out there, and then if they leave, there's no guarantee the NFL is going to move a team to St. Louis. None, none. They're gonna have a they're gonna have a nine hundred million dollar stadium along the Mississippi River, and nothing is going on the in Big there. Big Twelve Championship game when you, they you have one. You can just hear in his voice how much Kevin hates where he lives. I know. Andrew. Oh, doctor. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a wild wild card prediction here that I, I think the Rams are gonna be good. Uh, I mean, Did I, I know Nick that Foles? preseason game is what it was, but Did you see uh, Nick? No. I'm gonna I'm gonna say they win their division uh, over the Seahawks. Oh my God! <laughs> you heard it here first. Are you huffing paint again, Juge? You, you guys can mock me at the end of the season. We will. We'll mock, wow. we'll mock you in the middle of October. When St. Louis Rams, first place, NFC oh West. <laughs> Andrew, why is Jason? This is from Sir Gumbo. Why is Jason Garrett so unnaturally pink? <laughs> I have never been a fan of Jason Garrett. I don't know he's why. He's got rosacea. He, he's got that look on his face that just makes me ill. I, I should he's add, a perfect Cowboys coach. I should have asked this question to Andrew, but I'm going to ask it, ask it to Dave. Is Pierre Warren the most underrated defensive player on the team? Overrated? Underrated. Overrated? Overrated? No. Yeah. It, it, I am, and see that, and that, that there it is, right there. there. I feel like I feel like Saints Nation is is split down the middle. There, half of the people think Pierre Warren's. Well, hold on, oh, Saints Nation is pretty clear on our stance here. I meant all. He sucks, but he has average ball skills, and average um, ball skills for the Saints means he's extraordinary. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, he's come, he's made some big plays, and he's gotten some turnovers, and that's a big deal. But at the same time, he's you know gets penalized a lot and makes other bad plays. So. I'm you know, you know what he is. He's not. He's the Jason David of safeties. Uh, <laughs> he he is the Jason David of safeties. <laughs> <laughs> he so is. He so is. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. He is. Jesus. <laughs> Go back and look at Jason David's oh, stat. No, no, Jason David could he could catch the ball. You look yeah. at his stat sheet for his career, and you're like, man, that guy was a good corner. <laughs> there was that one game where he had like two interceptions, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you could be right. You could be right. The most Jason back- David late led the Saints in picks at least two years. The most backhanded, the most backhandedest compliment ever. <laughs> um, I don't you put it that way. I cannot stand Pierre Warren. Uh, Dave, <laughs> would you recommend Boudreaux's butt paste? I do. I use it on my. I have used it on my two children. I put it on my kid's butt every night before I he goes to bed. Uh, when he was a baby, when he wore diapers, it's like wind. It's like uh, I, I recommend Avino personally. <laughs> <laughs> I've never used it for myself, to be honest with you. So even even down here in New Orleans in August. So, Andrew, since you're a roster guy, breaking it down, making predictions, and, and Dave does it too, but you you're like crazy watching the film. So give me two a guy on offense and a guy on defense that really needs to kick some ass this third game. All right. Um, I would say defensively, I mean, they they want to keep P.J. Williams, but he's got to show something, anything. 
They can't cut um, him though. He's a third round pick. Somebody they can't play. cut him, but they could put him on IR possibly oh, or try yeah. to stash him. So um, he he's got to get healthy and play. Uh, another guy is Anthony Spencer. I mean, he is on the outside looking in right now. You think? He, yeah, I do. I, I just think he needs. You know, there's been a lot of talk about a Tim and Paris Harrelson battling for one spot. I'm not sure I'd buy that, um, but he needs to get on the field ASAP, and he needs to show something to make this team. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, I would say Nick Toon. I mean, you know, and obviously he's hurt, so I don't even know if he's going to play again this preseason. Um, I'm going to catch more passes than Nick Toon. Yeah, he, he looks like dead men walking. And then Willie Sneed, I think, is really close. He's on the bubble. He's really close to making this team. Really, all of those last receivers, and I, I still don't think Brandon Coleman's a lock, Shontavious Jones, the two Morgans, Snead, they're all in the mix. This this receiver race is going to come down to the last preseason game. I think I think Coleman's got to do something. That, you know, after all the talk we heard, you know, the first week, week and a half of training camp, we haven't heard much much else, and he certainly hasn't done much in games. So yeah, Kevin, you know, who's going to be the well, kicker? Can you even name the kicker? Can you name one of the two <laughs> he, kickers he on the Saints? Know. He doesn't know. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty clear Hopkins, Dustin Hopkins, is the kicker at this point. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I will say about the offense um, that, you know, amidst all of all of the, the game overall, my take was hugely positive. One thing that was kind of a concern to me was there were four red zone plays, if you count the three two-point conversions that they went for, uh, there was the drop by Coleman on the on the actual red zone play, and then the three two point conversions. They missed all four, so they were kind of zero and four in that situational football. Um, those are all places where they would look for Jimmy Graham in the past, and they're still trying to replace him. Two of those four attempts went to Brandon Coleman's way. One was a bad throw by Luke McCown. One was a perfectly thrown ball by Breeze that was a bad drop that he should have had. Let me ask you that, um, so, though, Andrew. So, so if, anyway, I, I just want to say, like, the, of those four plays, like, it was pretty clear to me that they went into that game thinking, all right, let's see what Brandon Coleman can do in the red zone. And he can't and catch he, the ball. He went 0 for 2, which which is a bad sign, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. All right, so that just about does it for this. It's going to be disappointing if they get rid of Hocker, a kicker, because there was a whole bunch of meet-the-parents jokes we could have made changing his name from... Hocker to Fokker. Yeah. Comedy. They, they, ought to, they ought to think about comedy first, kicking they second. They think about us, the little guys, well, I mean, before they make kicking, these so there is comedy. roster decision. <laughs> um, Are you a pothead, Hocker? <laughs> <laughs> the possibility. Sean Payton look at him and go, I have nipples, Hocker. Can you milk me? <laughs> <laughs> Can you milk my teeth? <laughs> you want to be in the Payton circle of trust, Hocker? Oh man! Look what you did, Hawker. Oh, go to Canal Street Chronicles during the game. Dave will have. Do, do you think Zach Hawker's wife's name is Martha? Wait, are we are we done with the podcast? We are about done with the podcast. Are we not going to talk about uh, Lenny? Oh yeah, Lenny. Lenny. <laughs> yeah, how how could we forget Len? Lenny? We I'm sh- Lenny, I'm Lenny. Uh, hopefully, you've listened all the way through this podcast. I'm sure he has. <laughs> we probably should have done this at the very. I, I, gar- I guarantee you, he, he has been suffering through every miserable second. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and Lenny, you know, when you well, insult well, Kevin, tell, you got to give the backstory to some people who aren't. Well, Kev, Kev, like, who don't like us on Facebook, who should like us on Facebook. Yeah, they should like us. And if they go to our Facebook page, they can see this interesting interplay between us and our fans like Lenny. Uh, <laughs> Lenny did not like the podcast, and he went in a rant with um, a, a lot of all caps, a lot of... Uh, a lot. A lot. Um, he was mad. He was mad. He was really mad. It was like he paid for the podcast. The, the, uh, the thing that really <laughs> killed me was... That he called us, I believe it was crude, crass, inappropriate, uh, and then immediately follows that with a profanity lace tirade. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then the first, like the first person to respond to him, who wasn't who wasn't us, uh, was somebody else responds to him. But you know, so when when are you getting your podcast? And then he calls that guy a uh, a homosexual slur. Really? <laughs> so yeah, uh, I saw that part. Homosexual sh- slurs mixed with uh, horrific grammar. Yeah. Oh my yeah. Goodness. And punctuation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're just your prototypical message board guy stuff. Yeah, right. but I mean, you can go to the... He's fa- been a fan for 50 years, so... Yeah. I'm I mean, surprised he knows what a podcast is. 
He probably he probably listens in archives and is waiting to clip some sound and and uh, get people to get people to yell at us on Twitter. Um, but you know, the one thing I didn't like is he insults Kevin and he didn't bring up St. Louis wrestling meth or nothing. nothing. Or get okay, Yeah, like none of yeah, that. Like, I mean, I mean, you gotta. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna come at me, come correct. Man. Yeah, I mean, you got, like that's like coming at that's like Kev, coming at Kevin with like a butter knife when there's a giant machine gun on the table. You know, I mean, you gotta you gotta pick up the machine gun. I'm just saying, Lenny. You know, do better. You know, um, my mom actually liked the Facebook page. I was excited about that. Uh, so. That's Wait, she starts defending you. Yeah, my mom. She can barely text, much less. That's my baby. <laughs> so I did, I did notice podcast. Ralph's wife. Ralph's wife did comment. Yeah, she did. My wife. Way. My wife jumped in there. My wife. My wife. My wife. <laughs> um, so go to Canal. Dave, Dave is so good at that. Go to Canal Street. Chronicles. <laughs> he really is. Go to Canal Street Chronicles. They got the open thread. They got all kinds of stuff. Go to Saints Nation. Andrew's breaking down the game. He's got. They got another rival podcast that's pretty good. We like them. Uh, and Kevin is on OK Tinder. That's <laughs> uh, oh, good. I like that. Kevin, quick, fifteen second uh, dating love life update. Go. Uh, and you're done. That's, that's, it. that's the update. <laughs> it's basically it. I, I've been talking to people, and that's about it. Been talking, and that's been about it. No, that's not true. Tell, tell everyone why you're sick. Well, I'm. Uh, it's 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 threefold. One, I did commentary and ring announcing uh, for an independent wrestling show. Uh, like the guys I know run it, and it was Friday and Saturday night, so mm-hmm. I spent that's, three that's hours. That's not what they want to hear. Continue. I'm getting there. <laughs> God damn it. it! It's called you got to lay the groundwork. So I did that for three hours, both nights, screaming into a microphone, like I'm Bruce Buffer, and and then one of those nights. Uh, I uh, spent the evening uh, entertaining a lady, and no, so. And that was actually actually appropriate for the whisper voice. And she said, and she said she was uh, not feeling like she said she was feeling sick. So it's possible I'm getting something from her. I don't know. Did, but did Kevin let that stop him? <clears throat> no. No. no, usually you, no. Usually, when the girl says, "I think I'm coming down with something," that's her. That's her cue to leave. When you say she gave you something, it's not going to be something you're going to need penicillin to cure, right? The herb. Well, I hope not. Cause I'm allergic <laughs> to penicillin. <laughs> oh Lord! Oh, well, isn't that a gift of the Magi type twist of fate? Dave <laughs> <laughs> Cariello, folks. <laughs> he is on your. Dave yeah, I mean, fire, it, was, right? it was late. I mean, Lenny, Dave's that's laying out the material beater. for you right here. Yeah, Come on. Buzzer, see, Lenny, that's how you do a buzzer beater joke right there. Dave <laughs> waited, he waited, he waited, and then boom, he pounced. He's been holding that one in the chamber all podcast. <laughs> I had no idea that I would get to use a gift of the Magi reference. <laughs> <laughs> boom, that's why we're number six on iTunes for Saints Podcasts. <laughs> Wait, there's five other podcasts ahead of us? Yeah, and two of them haven't done a show in four years. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's another thing. Go to iTunes. I demand a recount. Go to that's iTunes and comment on our show. That helps us move up in the rankings. Even oh, if you wow. hate us, Lenny, go to iTunes and comment about how terrible we are. We only have like, <laughs> we only have like one comment. Of, what kind of ranking system has two podcasts that haven't had a show in four years above I don't know, man. a podcast the, that the, has been around for the like I, five the years? iTunes ranking, man, it's like Google. No one knows. No one knows. Yeah, I mean, arguably we, yeah, but arguably we've been around for like ten. Yeah. But, Kevin, I mean, like the first three, it was, it was me, you, and like ten shut-ins that listened. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, and you know what? And Lenny. And don't forget I Lenny. appreciate I appreciate those 10 shut-ins. Yeah. We had one time, remember, Kevin, when we did a show, and we were like, we got 40 people listening, man. 40. Yeah. So Lenny, oh, was, I, I, Lenny was doing a podcast about the Saints in 64 before there was even a team. <laughs> a, oh, my God. Or the internet. Right? <laughs> Shortwave radio to shout That's what he was man. doing. He was, he, it was ham radio with truckers. <laughs> oh, my God. We got to... 
We gotta we gotta wrap this up before it goes completely off the rails. This is Lenny on the I ten here. <laughs> For Dave. Word on the street is they gonna have a football team playing two lane stadium. <laughs> oh, that'll Dave. get the that'll get the 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 landed gentry in a dander. <laughs> I like I, I like uh. I like Colonel Sanders. The oh. land of gentry? <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, 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 New Orleans aristocrat Kevin? I like New Orleans aristocrat Kevin. Uh, we've added a new character. We have. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to have enough characters to field my own soccer team. You are. What a way to end. I can't end the show. For Dave, for Andrew, for Aristocrat Kevin, I'm Ralph. The bar is closed. <laughs> oh, Lordy! Of course, of course, Ralph. Tangle Cat starts meowing at the end. <laughs>